I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Carrie. Hi, Stephanie. So we are here today to talk about the three Summer Nights movies that have premiered so far. And we were actually surprised that they didn't suck as much as... (laughs) We're off to a good start. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I don't think we thought Caribbean Summer and Color My World with Love would suck too badly but we were very hesitant about hidden gems and very surprised about it yes very surprised we're just gonna kick off our review by going through our ratings hidden gems is the first one we're going to talk about and this starred hunter king and beau mershoff Addie loses her grandmother's ring in the waters of hawaii and has to hire a dive instructor to search for it with her and then they fall in love along the way (laughs) Surprise, surprise. The whole reason of the movie. So first off is style. And I am giving it a three because I thought it was nice, but I actually really didn't like her bridesmaid's dress at the end. Do you remember that? I actually thought her bridesmaid's dress was fine. I thought if she had any body fat, that dress would have showed it all. But she didn't. (laughs) Well, I thought it was too pale for her skin. Like it was a light pink. So at least it wasn't like a nude color but it still blended in with her skin tone. I just wish there was more contrast when people wear certain clothing, especially like a dress that's all one color. I just wish people would make it stand out more. Technically, a bridesmaid's dress is not the bridesmaid's choice normally, the color at least. That's true. But her sister, who was the bride, is supposed to be this great fashion designer, and yet she chose that color for her sister. Okay, I put style as four. I liked a lot of the things she wore. I was surprised. And I actually liked the wedding dress a lot. When we first Mm -hmm. see it, I was like, what is going on? And then all of a sudden there is like, this is explained that she's got this company. But it was just kind of weird. I was not expecting that aspect of it from the for her to have her wedding fitting in her office (laughs) yes and then be taking and her be taking phone calls and being like yeah I'm Kate Watson (laughs) you know it was just kind of weird I was like I didn't see this coming and it kind of caught me off guard I was like how is this starting out and kind of worried me but it came around they turned it around I thought she had lots of cute clothes and I thought a couple of times throughout the thing I was surprised because I was also worried that this was going to be all scuba diving gear kind of oh yeah but it was not you know what impressed me well I don't know if I should have said I don't know if I should say impressed me but there was a scene where they were in their scuba gear but they had it unzipped and at their waist and he was shirtless for a good long time in the scene And, you know, normally when we see a shirtless guy in Hallmark movies, they whip the shirt on real quick. But he was just standing, walking around with his scuba suit at his waist. And I was like, I appreciate this look. And, you know, Bo is fit, but I feel like he has like a fit dad bod. (laughs) I agree. Because he wasn't ripped. Yeah. (laughs) That's a positive remark. That's not like a dick on him. No, no, no. I mean, he was good looking and I was actually surprised because going into this, I was not, I was like, I don't know if I like his aesthetic to be (laughs) mean about it. Uh, I was like, just unsure. I was like, I don't know. He's not the cutest. He's not, you know, Ugh. but then actually throughout the movie, there were parts where I was like, okay, I like him. I did not think he was super attractive when they first met. And when the dad was like, oh, the hunky 
guy on the boat, I was like... A hunky sailor, yeah. I was like, he's not that hunky. Like, they were all, like, fawning over him, and I was like, I don't think he's that cute. But later on, as the movie progresses, I thought he looked great in the suit at the wedding. And I agree. I felt like as the movie progressed and I liked his character more... I found him to be more attractive, which is really the way it should work. This is how I feel like a lot of the time real life relationships, you wonder how people end up with these really ugly people. And I feel like (laughs) he's not really ugly in general, but I'm just saying you do do that. Sometimes you're like, how did they score that person? And you can come around to those things. People become more attractive as you like them as you know, know them yeah. like them as they're more important, attractive qualities start coming out like their personality. Agreed. Then yes. you're like, oh yeah, this is way more important than, you know, your official first look kind of well, feelings. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. feel like it actually makes them look physically better too, because now you're yeah. like endeared to them. Yep. The little lenses go down on your eyeballs and <laughs> <laughs> the puppy love lenses. <laughs> The puppy love lenses. Oh, man. Well, you know what didn't need puppy love lenses because it was beautiful from the very beginning is our set score of five for Hawaii. (laughs) I agree. This was beautiful the whole time. Although I cannot believe that she went and did that stupid yoga on the paddleboard with the ring on her finger. I mean, I wasn't surprised she did it. I figured that was where she was going to lose it. What I didn't expect to happen was why didn't she just immediately go back and dive in? Because they weren't in very deep water. I feel like it was shallow enough that she could have dove down and like it fell right beneath her. Yeah. And she is a diver. Why couldn't she have shown them the, her certification card and gone and gotten in, into her diving suit and gotten it? But now yeah. we're getting into the storyline. <laughs> yeah. That, that has nothing to do with the setting as of right now. I don't feel like there's much to say about the setting other than it's Hawaii. It was very pretty and they showed it off to its best advantage. The only thing that was really surprising to me was when they were doing the walkthrough, they're like, here's the dolphin exhibit. Here's the swing pool. And it looked like a tiny resort and maybe it actually is a smaller resort, but Mm -hmm. I was like expecting, like, I was like, that pool is like my neighborhood pool. (laughs) (laughs) It was not very big. I was like, "How are all these people?" I thought I the same thing. Go to the ocean instead, but it's just weird. Yeah, or maybe it's just one of many pools they have. Instead of one giant pool, they have a lot of mini ones. Maybe I don't know. All right, so then storyline. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it a give it a four. I gave it a five. Surprisingly enough. Ooh. I mean, I feel like we naturally rated it higher because we thought it was gonna be so bad. I agree with you. And there was one part that I really liked. I kind of sent you a message about it, but didn't go into detail. I really appreciated their, air quotes, conflict. Because Mm -hmm. it was not a conflict between them. He gets a cell phone so that he can keep in touch with her when she's gone. And the conflict was really within herself and and doing something for herself versus doing what her family wants. And Mm -hmm. even though he was trying to push her to go for what she wanted to go for, he was not trying, he wasn't being pushy about it. He was just being encouraging about it. Yeah, the conflict wasn't they can't be together. Like they were still planning on trying to stay in touch and be together from afar, long distance, you know? It wasn't anything like we're on borrowed time and this just won't work. Stupidness. Yep. (laughs) It was just like, we're going to make this work because we like each other. And then she has to go through her emotional stuff. So when you said the conflict thing and then I watched the end of the movie, 
I thought you were actually talking about the conflict where this what would you, what do they call him? A beachcomber? Is that what I was going to call him a scavenger. A scavenger is a good call. <laughs> where the scavenger finds her washed up ring on the beach and basically blackmails Bo's character into paying for the ring or else he'll go to a higher buyer. And so Bo makes the sacrifice of like all this money he's been saving for this around the world trip and buys the ring for her because she's not present at this time. So I liked that conflict because it didn't involve them fighting. It was just this villainous character on the side. And I always like a big gesture from the hero and him like sacrificing all of his savings for her. And she had no idea at the time. It was just really sweet. It was really sweet. I can't believe that she didn't want to like give him the money back. It was odd to me that there was no conversation about like, no, I'm going to pay you the money back. Even if he said, I'm not going to accept it. I thought it was strange. She was just like, what are you going to do about it? Like, you're not going to be able to go on your trip now. (laughs) Well, I think her paying him back is the whole, well, I know a company that could sponsor us for our around the world trip because she's going to go with him. Yeah, but So I think that's her way. Conversation. Maybe know. that's what she was always planning on. And she was Maybe. just trying to be coy. Like, what are you going to do? You know? Maybe. I mean, it worked out fine. They get to spend the summer together because she's going to go and do the, whatchamacallit, she got her ring biology ring thing. Yes. She got her ring back. She got a ring from him, which was very, very sweet. They get to spend the summer together. And then she even says, well, would you like some company for your trip? And she's been wanting to do a sailing trip anyway. So it all worked out. They were meant to be. The sister's wedding went off. All is well in the world. You know, as you were running through everything, it made me think of two things, two kind of tangents. The first one is I actually went to college with somebody. Her name is Jessica. And I don't know if this was always what she wanted to do. But after graduation, she went and became like a dolphin trainer. And now she trains dolphins down in Florida. She's always posting pictures with them. And I'm like, that is such a cool job. And like, I don't even know how you go about thinking of that and actually like getting certified. Like I don't even know what goes into becoming a dolphin trainer person, right? Yeah. But seeing the dolphins in this movie was like, oh my gosh, that's what Jessica does or something along those lines. That's so cool. The second thing I thought of was, have you seen Charlie St. Cloud? No. With Zac Efron? Nope. Okay. Well, this movie is not like that except for <laughs> Zach is like a sailing yacht person and he meets a girl who also likes to sail. And then I'm pretty sure they do a sail around the world thing at the end. I mean, there's a lot of crazy in between there, but I'm like, oh, another sweet couple sailing around the world together. (laughs) I could never do that, but kudos to them. Well, you know, I was going to say to um, your friend, I have a friend, Becca, who she doesn't train dolphins, but her first job out of college, I think, was protecting the baby sea turtles on little (gasps) Jekyll Island off the coast of Georgia. So Mm -hmm. she, like, it's a, you can't get there except for by boat. It's not really inhabited by people. It's like a preserve. But in the times that the sea turtles are hatching, they have to have people out there who protect them from predators. Mm -hmm. So her and this other person, and I, I don't, 
I know there was at least her and this other girl that did it. I don't know if there were more people or not. They stayed there in a cabin, but would stay up all night and like monitor the sea turtle things. Hmm. And I was like, this sounds like, I mean, I don't want to stay up all night, but if I could watch yeah. sea turtles, like make it to the ocean, <laughs> that sounds amazing. That would be really cute. But like making sure that all the little babies make it. That's really stressful that all their lives are in your hands. Well, I mean, let me reduce your anxiety around this. The majority of them probably would not make it because of predators. So right. any of them that you get saved, even if some die, is still a lot more probably than would have made it <laughs> if you weren't there. I guess that's a good point. I would just hate to be the one, like, you're there watching and then, like, a seagull comes down and snatches one. And you're like, no! Oh, yeah, that would be terrifying. <laughs> I don't really know what predators are getting these turtles, but I'm guessing a bird is one of them. Probably. I don't know if they're seagulls, but I'd agree. Some sort of bird probably is going after them. She now does like training classes in North Carolina. She lives in Wilmington and does like takes people on boats and like shows them wildlife and stuff. So she's not doing any cool dolphin training, but it's still that was still a pretty cool job. I was like, man, that's fun. Yeah. And even showing them wildlife like on the ocean is still pretty fun. Mm -hmm. All right. So I think we can both say that this might be a love for us. Yep. But I actually came up with a summer one because these are actually summery. Oh, you're right. Okay. Summer suns. Yay. Summer suns. And it gets five because yes, for sure. <laughs> it was very summery. <laughs> for sure. I feel like summer is actually the easiest season for them to get like all five of well, the seasonal things. Especially when they're things. doing Caribbean beach locales. Yeah, on location. Definitely easier. Well, and the good thing is, is that unlike Christmas, where they have to put down fake snow if it's not in the wintertime, or mm -hmm. if they're filming in a place that doesn't get snow, the beach is all, like, not this one, Hawaii is always Hawaii, and Belize is always Belize. So it's not like you're going to, you could film a summer movie in January, and it's still going to look the same. That's a good point. All right. Well, speaking of Belize... The second movie we're going to talk about is Caribbean Summer featuring Heather Hemmons and Sir Darius Plain. Do you want to sum it up? Yes. So Heather goes to, she is a producer of a TV show. This was actually kind of funny to me. I knew this was coming when she started texting. She's on air feeding the interviewer questions and her ex is like texting her like, I'm taking, I'm taking the dining room table. And she's like, I can't talk right now. He's like, you can never talk. She's like, well, clearly you didn't love me anyway. And the guy says it because she says it out. And yeah, that was pretty funny. She was forced to take a leave of absence. So she decides to take a two-week vacation and gets there, picks up the keys. And it turns out that the guy, even though she rented, someone rented the space actually is not renting it. She was scammed and he lets her stay because there's nowhere else on the small island to go. And she starts looking into the scam and looking into him. And it turns out that he is someone that she's already done reporting on in the past or tied to someone that she's done reporting on in the past. Which I guess based on this picture that I'm looking at of them on Hallmark, mm -hmm. maybe we should have connected those dots. But <laughs> the picture has him in beachwear. And then she's got her phone and it looks like a website for news with oh, a headline. Like and it's head him in a, poster. yeah, in a suit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me look. I didn't like this poster. I'm kind of over. I have an issue with the posters that they're making. Okay. <laughs> yes. Which, I mean, they kind of said to this, like, she doesn't know who he is, but then she finds out and it's like, oh, is it going to cost her love or whatever? I don't like these I... overly drawn posters because these look 
almost like they're not real people. Oh. And it's like a thing they're doing a lot now. Yeah. I, except I like the Hidden Gems one, though. The Hidden Gems one was really pretty because they got the water and the stuff like that. So I'll give you that one. But I also felt like that one was more of a photo. So let me look. Um, this one looks like they took a photo and made artwork out of it. And so mm-hmm. did the color My World. Yeah, they look like a photo that's been put in there on Hidden Gems one. Anyway. I don't know. It doesn't it. bother me. <laughs> All right. So Caribbean Summer style. I think I gave Hidden Gems a four because I would give Caribbean Summer a five because I really liked all of Heather's outfits. And normally the whole beach wear kind of gets tedious and you can't do much, but I liked everything she wore. So it's a five. Well, I knew I was giving this a five just from the photos online. Every photo that she was wearing, (laughs) I liked everything that she was wearing. I loved that blue sundress on her skin tone was like Mm -hmm. made for the one was really cute that I was not expecting because I don't think I saw a photo of it was the yellow I don't know if it was a crop top or if it was just a bathing suit top with the brown skirt oh yeah that I was not expecting but that was really cute everything about all of her outfits I really liked that her outfits in this and I mean he looked really nice too he was really good looking and he had Mm -hmm. a coming out of the water moment he did he did have a coming out of the ocean shirtless moment and he looked yep. really good yeah. and she actually noticed <laughs> yes she did i mean how could you not notice but <laughs> it was very attractive especially when you're with the girl who's like didn't you notice how attractive he is <laughs> yeah and she's like oh no you know i didn't notice yeah right yeah right if i were to get scammed out of a luxury rental i would not end up in a hot dude's house like that no it just would you- not be my life it would probably be the creepiest person you could find is what my luck would be. Yeah. Or an old lady. Pretty much. <laughs> an old lady I could work with. That's true. That is true. If they let she you She could stay. have a young grandson. <laughs> <laughs> Write your own Hallmark story, Stephanie. Write your own Hallmark story. Oh, you know what's in the works, Carrie. I have too many in the works. <laughs> All right. And then setting is another five because Belize was perfect and I actually had the thought randomly during this one about mix up in the Mediterranean because you know how we were excited to see it well the Mediterranean part and they like barely showed Mm -hmm. the location well here we were in Belize and they showed it and I was so happy I was like this is how you're supposed to do on location shots with all the panoramic views. Yeah. And even like the still photo that I shared on Instagram the day the movie came out because I did not like the poster. <laughs> I picked that photo and it was just so picturesque. And like so many situations were like, man, I wish I was there. Man, I wish I was there. Yeah. It's very nice. And I'm not like a tropical beachy vacation person. Like that's not my go to. But it was very pretty. I love a tropical beachy vacation. Although I, I know, love a mountain it's for you. vacation too. <laughs> we love all vacations. <laughs> Whenever we get them. <laughs> Glad we can't vacation for a living. <laughs> oh, if only, if only. Okay. And then storyline. I think I'm still going to give this a four. That's okay. I gave it a four. Okay. I have a couple. I didn't know if you were going to give it a five because you gave Hidden Gems a five. No, I liked the storyline in Hidden Gems better than this one and there were a couple of reasons I had a bit of an issue with her character and I don't feel like it was Heather that was my issue felt like it was like Mm -hmm. the way the character was written for a lot longer than I would have liked she kind of had this arrogance about her yeah maybe 
was Heather and the way she was delivering the lines because of the way that it was written. I don't know. But that guy was like, I don't really love this. It wasn't enough for me to hate the movie or anything or dislike her character Mm -hmm. or anything, but I noticed it. (laughs) She was a little much at times. I feel like it was the writing for her, though, because it came off to me. I felt like sometimes she came off as awkward, just like with the delivery of things. And I was like, what is going on? Because in contrast, Darius, he was always pretty laid back the whole time. So maybe that was just the thing that she was going to come off as stilted and awkward because she was so uptight and he was just always going to be laid back and not awkward. I had an issue a little bit with the chemistry between them. I really only feel like I felt it. And this could have been the way that she was written again was I felt it when they had that first kiss kind of a thing. And when they were like dancing, when they were doing things where they were physically close to each other, I could feel the chemistry on them. But then when they were doing things, when it was just like conversations and stuff, I was like, I don't know that I feel it. And I think it was kind of like that awkward thing you're talking about now that you've said it, it kind of like drew it to my attention. Like there were parts in conversations that I felt like she was just kind of awkward and it was not helping the chemistry feel like it was there. But then like at the end of the movie, when they get together after the he gives the interview and stuff like that, I felt the chemistry there. So it was kind of like this weird thing. I don't know. I felt the chemistry pretty much throughout because he was always giving her looks like yes, from afar. He was, but she was just awkward to me. <laughs> I think I took that as she was trying not to start something because she knew she was on vacation but she still liked him. I did like that at the end, they also didn't try to change things, right? He offers up going to New York and doing some pro bono law work. And she asks him to come to her mom's not 60th birthday. And Mm -hmm. I felt like that was a good compromise where they're not trying. There was not the conversation about you live here and I live there. I mean, other than her, like, oh, I'm not he I'm on vacation, you know, like that kind of thing leading up to it. But actually between the two of them, there was never this like, oh, we can't make this work kind of conversation that happens. Yeah, it it was very similar to Hidden Gems in that they were willing to work whatever they needed to out and the distance wasn't the problem and the conflict that kind of tried to come between them thankfully wasn't this drawn out thing either like he comes to his senses and goes after her and she is just like well you know she did what she could but it was really on him to fix it yeah and one of the my favorite parts was when the best friend's mom shows up and she's like are you gonna go after her or whatever And then Mm -hmm. also is like, are you going to talk to your dad, to the best friend (laughs) who wants to be a chef, but is like a lawyer there. And I thought it was really cute. She's like, I know what you've been going on. And I actually really liked the best friend and the girlfriend or fiance or wife, or I don't know who that was. I can't think of what the relationship is. She's the fiance. Okay. (laughs) I really felt like I really liked their relationship and like getting to know both sides of that the people in that relationship really I thought helped move the 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 movie along too yeah I like the secondary couple they're really cute and I like their storyline all right and then summer suns we give it a five 
For sure a five. Very summery. Now, do and you love to? Probably. I feel like I should say with both of my loves that they are more towards the middle only because, again, I don't know that I'm going to like seek these out to watch them again. And I don't feel like a need to like, oh, this is my favorite movie. I want to rewatch it kind of thing. They're leaning more towards the middle, but they are loves. I would actually, I was actually thinking I would rewatch Hidden Gems. Now, it's not going to be like one of those things where like, I'm like, oh, I love, like Love and Sunshine, where I'm like, oh, I've got, I've got to watch that movie. But Mm -hmm. I definitely think I will watch Hidden Gems again. And I'd actually like to watch it again, knowing what's going to happen and kind of see how I feel about it again. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. And I also feel like with me that... I feel like time has to pass. So then the movie takes on a kind of nostalgic feel. And I'm like, oh, I want to watch that again kind of thing. <laughs> so then I like like it better in the future than I do now when it's not new. Well, that could happen. <laughs> I know. I know it can. So then our last movie to review is Color My World with Love, which I just noticed has a comma after world. So I thought it was, you know, coloring your world with love. But instead, it's like someone saying, color your world. And they're saying it with love, which doesn't make any sense. Why they have a comma there. Okay. Yeah. Maybe the comma's not supposed to be there. Who knows? Anywho, this movie has Erica Durant's Lily D. Moore, David DeSanctis, and Benjamin Ayers, a full cast. And Erica's mom was somebody that I know whose name I cannot give. I felt like I've seen her in a Agreed. <laughs> You'll recognize Erica's mom. <laughs> okay, so in this one, Erica is the mother to Kennedy? Kendall? Kendall. Kendall. And she is a girl with Down syndrome who is young adulthood, has not really been able to have a lot of like independence because of down syndrome and her mom as a mom is is protective of her but she's starting to get more independence starting to make some money those sorts of things and erica's character goes to this thing where she's doing something and finds out that she's got a boyfriend that the mom knew about (laughs) the grandma i guess knew about and didn't tell her about so she's got this boyfriend brad And Brad doesn't have a family, but he has a big brother. I'm using air quotes around big brother, Benjamin Ayers. And Benjamin Ayers is kind of like super casual, easygoing. Erica is a little bit more uptight about things. And Kendall and Brad fall in love and they decide to get married. And it's all about how Erica is trying to hold on to her daughter and keep her safe. And Benjamin's trying to get her to loosen the reins a little bit. Yeah, to let go. Because Kendall is actually fairly independent. Like she runs her own business and she does all these things. And then, you know, the irony is Erica is the first one to step in when someone will insinuate that her daughter can't do something like they had in like the first five minutes of the movie. Yeah. But then her when it comes to herself, she still like operates under this misconception out yeah. of love. Yeah. Out of all right. She's trying to keep her safe. That's got to be a hard transition to go your whole life caring for this individual more so than non-special needs person, you know, would be where they start to try to get their independence maybe earlier or you, you know, by the time they're out of high school, you're kind of expecting them to go. 
and then not really knowing what's ahead and having to transition relatively quickly because that did feel rel- quickly. She didn't even know she had a boyfriend and the grandma knew and didn't t- tell her, you know. Yeah. And then they went to a party and, you know, the boy <laughs> proposed and then yeah. they wanted to get married a week later. Yes. So so it did move quickly. Yes. And she okay. had a great point, I'm going to say, about who's going to talk to her. Like, what are you going to do about protection? Like, how do you have these conversations? Like, what do you- who's going to make sure that they use protection? <laughs> I was like, this is such a mom. <laughs> I'm frankly surprised they had that in the movie. Me too. But kudos to them. They had a lot in this movie, which was fine. It was It was good. So I feel like these first two categories aren't super relevant. But style, I gave it a three. It was oh. normal clothing. I gave it a four. I liked Erica's outfit, and I really liked Erica's red hair. But I also loved the wedding dress that Lily mm-hmm. out. Lily, Kendall. You know, I probably can give it a four because I liked her wedding dress, and I actually liked Kendall's outfits. I thought she dressed really cool. Yeah. Like she, she had some was... jackets and skirts. And that, like, when they went to, I thought everybody looked really nice. It was really funny when um, Brad is in the tuxedo shirt, the sh- the t-shirt that looks like a tuxedo because he works for a t-shirt place. So all of his shirts mm-hmm. are like t-shirts with things on them. And yeah. and everybody else looked really nice. I mean, Benjamin Ayers looked really nice there. And so did Erica. And so did Kendall. They're, they were all looked very nice. Okay. You talked me into a four. Thanks. But setting, I think I'm going to stick with a three. We weren't anywhere special. Okay. You stick with the three. I still gave it a four. I, but the reason that I gave it a four is because of the apartment thing, the whole part around that. If they hadn't had the idea of like, so I go to physical therapy at my chiropractor's office and Cindy, the lady who works there, her daughter has special needs. And we were talking about how they're starting to put these places that help adults with special needs have the support that they need to live independently, but, Mm -hmm. but also not, but not so independent that they don't have support when, when it's really needed. And so we were talking about that and she was like, Oh, well, there's this place over here and blah, blah, blah. And, And so this made me think of that conversation. And I thought it was a really cool idea. He had the townhouse thing, you know, I love interior design. So I loved that she was like helping him design it and stuff like that. So I thought that whole thing was really cool so I upped it a little bit well who thought that whole idea was cool too but I we didn't really see a lot of it because it was still in development didn't they show it at the end they showed like one like the showroom yeah I thought it was cool anyway okay <laughs> the most important part of this movie was the storyline and Agreed. I would give the storyline a five <laughs> me too <laughs> <laughs> because it covered a lot of things it covered like mother's love and like letting go and like young love and how they navigate it we had a fight with between the couple and then we had like worry and then we see the resolution and then we even have kendall's deadbeat dad come back from you know being gone for the first 22 years of her life and like even get a storyline there with erica literally reading him the riot act in the last seven minutes of the movie (laughs) i was like dang we're fitting everything in here yep i thought it was really good and if we're going to add to what we fit in there was also that whole dynamic of what it's like to be the black sheep in your family because Mm -hmm. 
He was called Six Pack because his marriage only lasted six years, and his cousin was married for fifth is married for fifteen. His sister for eighteen. His parents for whatever. His grandparents were celebrating 60. their sixtieth. Yeah. So it was like this whole family of people who just stay together for the long haul, and he didn't. Him and his ex wife didn't make it, and so. That whole thing came up and her relationship ending early and how they kind of bonded over, over that, I thought was an interesting side to it. Although that mm-hmm. was a jerk move. I can't believe that they called him six pack. I would have punched that person in the face. <laughs> it was really rude. I was like, oh my gosh. And then when he, so she brought up how she thought Kendall and Brad should do marriage counseling, like premarital and then afterwards. And he's like, I think that's a good idea. And she thought she, he was like mocking her for a second. And he's like, no, I wanted to do it, but my family made fun of me. And they're like, oh, why would you need counseling for marriage? It's easy. I'm like, oh, my gosh. That was so frustrating. Because nobody ever. I don't know anybody who's, who's actually married that actually thinks marriage is easy. I teared up a couple of times. So mm-hmm. the, the first time was with the woman in the wedding dress where Kendall after she insults Kendall and the grandma goes and tells the lady off and gets a discount on the dress, Kendall, like, she's like, Brad would have hugged her or something. And then kind of leans that way, like kind of goes his way. And she ends up hugging her and saying, you know, people are sometimes mean because people are mean to them and blah, blah, blah. I thought that was very sweet. And I liked that that was not her normal thing that she, they made it very clear that that's not her normal reaction, but that Brad had kind of rubbed off on her. And that was very sweet. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, I definitely teared up at the wedding vows. That was very cute. The part that I loved the best of this movie is at the wedding, you see the front of Erica's face and you hear Benjamin Ayers call her name mm-hmm. and her face just lit up. And then yep. and it was very cute. And they kissed. Well, he's like, he said something like, oh, can I have a, this dance? And she's like, well, I was kind of hoping for a kiss. Yeah. Oh, he and says, I was like, it's yes. just a dance. Yeah, ju- it's just a dance. And he, she was like, well, I was hoping for a kiss. I really liked yeah. them together in this movie. I really like, mm-hmm. I feel like every time I watch Benjamin Ayers in these roles, he is kind of just easily likable in mm-hmm. all the roles. That's true. Place. So I really like that. And I loved that there was a wedding for them at the end of it. I agree. It was all very well done. We covered a lot of things and we got like a complete story. Yep. Which we don't always get. All right. Summer Suns. Okay. Summer Suns is a three because they were wearing a lot of jackets and it was rainy and it looked cold. So it was not summery. This was not a summer movie, but no, technically they weren't under the summer nights (laughs) headline. Technically they weren't, but still. And then this is also a love. I agree. They were all loves to this year, this week. It's yep. a good week. I hope that doesn't bode like very badly for the next movies. Well, I'm not going to lie. From what I've seen of the Mariahs, I'm kind of on the fence. I don't know why. There's something about it. I did think it was really funny. They have their meet cute where she like runs over him on a bicycle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, She's on the bicycle and runs over him walking. And it made me think of Niall and the sweater. Movie. That is funny. And then I saw the preview of Two Tickets to Paradise, and yeah. Ashley is hysterical crying in her wedding dress on a toilet, I think. Yeah, it. she looked over the top, and it has me worried. Yeah, a little Because bit. I saw that preview, too. I was like, eh. One thing I was happy about after seeing the Mariah's Lighthouse preview 
was so a lot of people had French accents because, you know, they're in France. But the most important one I was curious about was Rachel's. Rachel's. Yes, Rachel's. (laughs) And so I looked it up and she is Canadian, but obviously there is a French side of Canada and her father's side is French. She speaks French and English. So I was like, okay, this is good. We're fine. Good. I'll probably mention that again, but just going to throw it out there now. I will probably mention her hair again because I'm obsessed with her hair. So there's that. (laughs) All right. Well, that wraps up this first part of Summer Night's Reviews. Our next episode is a totally new thing we're doing, and we're pretty excited about it. We are going to be covering the news of Hallmark and anything outside of Hallmark, I guess, but mostly Hallmark. (laughs) News and nonsense. That's kind of what I News and nonsense. Yeah. So basically, it's what's going on in our favorite actors' lives, personally, professionally, that kind of thing. And if you don't, we share some of these things on our Instagram account, but if you don't follow there, get it here. Or if you want more of that, you can check it out there. Yep. All right. Woohoo! We'll talk to you later. Bye. So subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we have new episodes released. And if you're on Apple Podcast. We'd love it if you'd leave us a review. Apparently those are really super helpful in getting your podcast seen and our social media. Yes. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Love and Nonsense Podcast. Talk to you later. Bye.